1: or you can visit us online at compass-ltd.com. While you're at the website, scroll on down to the radio section of the page and you can check out past shows and you can subscribe to our program on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or even Spotify. Now, please don't hesitate to reach out to us with questions or to set up a face-to-face or virtual meeting, or even to suggest future show topics Now, since the coronavirus has upended many of our lives, both personally and professionally, one of the biggest topics of conversation has been working from home. Now, working from home is really becoming more increasingly common before the pandemic, but the virus has forced many people to turn their kitchen tables into desks for the first time in their careers. While working from home has given the world plenty of hilarious videos and commercials over the last several months, it's (laughs) not exactly funny, well, to you anyway, When you have a big Zoom meeting and your dogs won't stop barking or one of your kids barges into the room, demands mac and cheese while your coworkers are watching. But outside of funny webcam disasters, the fact is the biggest challenge with working from home is avoiding procrastination. But really, you know, let's put that off for a second. Before we venture further into the brave new world of working from home, let me introduce my co-host today, Tony Shore. Tony, how you doing?
0: Well, I was doing great until you stole some of the easier jokes that go along with this topic, <laughs> the procrastination. I know you've been putting this off for quite a while.
1: Yeah, uh, you know me and low-hanging fruit.
0: <laughs> I do know you, and I know low-hanging fruit, both. <laughs> uh, but I'm great, actually, and and this is going to be a good one. And uh, yeah, working from home, it is funny when other people, when you see these videos online, these Zoom videos that people have recorded and the baby wanders into the room in its stroller, or you know, something <laughs> happens. The dog runs in and attacks him. I love that, you know.
1: I, I gotta say, first of all, I think it's if nothing else, this has just really helped the world realize, man, maybe we don't need to take everything so seriously all right. the time. Right. Uh, yeah, so. and I you know, know people maybe work it's okay hard. to wear business casual from the waist up most of the time.
0: (laughs) Well, I mean, uh, working from home or as some call it day drinking (laughs) um, (laughs) or or pants optional. I've heard both. I've heard working from home. Those are two good ways to define working from home from some people. But that's what we're going to talk about. You don't want it to turn into that. You do want to maintain some discipline and professionalism uh, and uh, you don't want to procrastinate because that's the danger of working from home. You can uh, procrastinate. And, uh, you know, all of a sudden you're like, Hey, did I shower this month? No. <laughs> it's, uh,
1: it's, it's true, Tony, you know, and it's been a struggle for a lot of people. Uh, I was, there was a Forbes article, somebody forwarded it. It was of called Of course, Forbes.
0: There was,
1: yeah, there's there a lot of to articles. Be a Forbes that article I don't or. read, but I certainly reference when I'm doing shows <laughs> and, this one was called Working Remote and 10 Things You Can Do to Prevent Procrastination. Now, these are one of the kind of articles I like to see out of some of these magazines because their financial advice usually isn't too spot on. But some of these things really can help and some of their lifestyle stuff. You know, this is some really good common sense solutions. The article cites a study. In which 54% of those people who responded said they'd prefer to permanently work from home, even after the pandemic has been brought under control. Yep, I've got my hand
0: raised. That's me. Yeah.
1: I've always been a fan and 75% of respondents indicated they'd like the option to continue working from home, at least part time. And there were some companies even going in that direction already. Uh, but you know, you can see that it's definitely gaining in popularity. Those figures in mind, it's really hard to deny that the world of work is changing quickly. And that said, employers certainly have the right to expect their staffers to continue producing quality work on deadline, but even when working from home.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's true. And one of those things, it's all about balance, right? If you want to work from home and you get that opportunity, you have to hold up your end of the bargain. So what's the first thing, uh, that, uh, you'd recommend or the article recommends?
1: Yeah, I think, you know, it kind of goes back to that. If you ever worked in a restaurant, uh, it, that message that, you know, if you've got time to lean, you got time to clean, right? So, we got to have the same mentality when we're working from home. Your cleaning is your actual work. You can't just because you're sitting at home, you have that mentality of oh, I'll just get to it after it. A great place to start on this is how about this? Use the same place in your home to do most of your work. Now it's great if you have a home office, but not everybody does depending on the space you have or what your personal situation is. If, if you don't have a home office, designate a specific spot, even if it's the kitchen table as your workspace, make that your space during your workday. And it may sound like a small thing, but it can be tremendously helpful to know that when you go to this space, it's time to really buckle down and crank out some quality work.
0: Yeah, definitely. And I can understand that. I mean, sort of matching your headspace to your workspace is what you're talking about. And I know for a lot of us, it's critical to avoid distractions. I know for me, uh, that can be a problem, but you have to really work hard at that while you're working from home because there are probably more distractions in, in certain ways. Actually, I find it uh, less distracting because coworkers aren't constantly walking by, saying mm-hmm. hi, stopping to talk. And my family, I have my own area, so I'm kind of separated from the rest of the family. So it really works out well for me.
1: Well, yeah, you, having those mental boundaries... While you're in your workspace, so you don't constantly peek at the fridge with, you know, what the leftover pizza in your case, the <laughs> <Yeah>. leftover <laughs> pasta in mine, you know. The pizza is comes- a
0: distraction. The whole refrigerator, <laughs> the kitchen, that that is a distraction, I will admit.
1: But I, I honestly, a lot of the people I talk to will tell you, they'll tell me that they don't tell you, they tell me this. Uh, but <laughs>
0: they, thanks, thanks, Matt.
1: <laughs> they would tell you if they tried you. Um, So, yeah, listen, you do need some mental boundaries while in your workspace, no matter where you are. If you're in the office or if you're at home, uh, I will say a lot of the people I've spoken to that have made that transition to homework have found out that they're actually getting a lot more done in a lot less time. Uh, depending on the the scope of their work, some people are taking what used to be their eight hour workday, and they're done with their normal workload in three and a half hours. Now I'm not exactly sure what that says about the work environment where they were from, or maybe nationally or regionally for, or maybe industries for certain people. But I think some of that is those people have maybe found that niche and talking to them they have these spots they have those boundaries and they're getting that work done without constant interruptions you know you want you want to make sure you're not looking at the fridge you're not paying attention if there's something going on you know if your kids are doing school remote listen don't listen to them do your work yeah have just it like you would if you were in the office but without the office interruptions the little important steps like that will help keep your mind focused on your work
0: yeah. And that's the key right there. Staying focused. And we've talked uh, in past shows about the importance of small steps because we often overlook them. And as you've also mentioned, those small steps are sometimes the ones that make the biggest difference.
1: You're like Confucius, Tony. You really are. I'm just your repeating things you've
0: told me. That's well, that's how I do it.
1: Wow. Well, then I'm like Confucius. Either yeah. way, it's great. But small but measurable steps are simple ways to keep your self-motivated and on deadline you know let's say you're new to working from home this whole thing's new to you and you have a major project to complete it may be beneficial to look at the project in stages rather than in totality that old adage you know the easiest way to eat an elephant tony you know what it is right
0: uh one bite at a time
1: one bite at a time right if you, there's no Although way you can i'm eat not the big whole on eating
0: elephants that's that sounds no. gross
1: That may be where you're from, but, you know, you know, a bite at a time, I focus on stage one of the project. Once that's completed, move on to stage two. There's stage three. After that would clearly be stage four. You know, this may seem like an obvious thing, but if you do it consistently, you may just find that big projects and rapidly approaching deadlines don't seem so overwhelming. And there's enough creating anxiety in people's lives without those things hanging over your head.
0: Oh, for sure for sure. Well, this has been a good show so far, but let's take a minute here to let our listeners know how they can get a hold of you, Matt.
1: Well, they can give me a call, 800-339-9252, or they can visit us online at compass-ltd.com.
0: All right. And listeners, uh, this has been a great show talking about effectively working from home. Matt, insightful and relevant. I like it. You you've got a lot of great info. So, what do you have next for us?
1: Uh, The next thing I want to talk about is, you know, don't be too hard on yourself. That's something I think is really important. I kind of alluded to that before. Sometimes we just take ourselves, our roles, everything else way too seriously and forget that life happens. And I think if nothing else, some things like this have reminded all of us that no matter how perfect that person seems in their role, life happens. So yeah, maybe babies are going to walk into the room or the dogs are going to bark, but um, but also, you know. It, the harder you are on yourself, the, it, it makes that procrastination more likely to dig in. The better course of action, forgive yourself. Identify why you're procrastinating and then move on. After all, the whole work from home culture is still pretty new for so many people. Getting down on yourself every time, you know, a task, a project doesn't go perfectly, it's not gonna do you any good. Constant learning, constant improving, in my opinion, that's the better philosophy, do your best.
0: For sure. Uh, That's a great point. And for the foreseeable future, I think uh, employees and employers or managers are going to have to learn as they go with this whole thing. I mean, patience and understanding is probably the best for all parties, especially now that kids are back in school. I mean, that really causes some problems for a lot of people. Uh, And a lot of kids are doing school at home, right?
1: Yeah, I'm glad you brought up school. Kids returning to school, you know, social distance learning, however, whatever your district's going to call it. it, It's certainly going to go through a major wrench into working from home. Uh, And and I'm not just talking about because they are using some of your bandwidth that you might be using for your projects, right? Younger kids aren't equipped to always understand that mom or dad can't drop everything to help them immediately. And you're there. So, They kind of need that time, but that anyone working from home would be wise to ease up on the perfectionism. Actually, quite honestly, I don't care where you are. Ease up on perfectionism. Yeah, it's an it's an unattainable goal. Try to always do your best. If you're constantly doing your best, that's as much as you can get out of yourself. Right. Striving for perfection is unattainable. I get it. We all want to do good work. We want to be recognized as a valuable part of the team but there's a chance that your need to be perfect with every task is actually having the opposite effect. Now, constantly striving for perfection, you set unrealistic goals, or nearly impossible targets, deadlines, and all those increase the chances you're gonna procrastinate for the fear of failure. The better strategy, set goals and deadlines that will push you to produce quality work while you're also being realistic and obtainable.
0: Yeah, I think it's a balance, it's a fine line. Uh, But you're right. I mean, uh, you know, nothing's perfect. Uh, Perfect isn't for real. I mean, you know, we all want to walk on water and change water into wine. (laughs) We all want to do that, but it's not realistic. We're not going to reach that perfection. Uh, But you need to work hard. Just do your best. And when I'm doing a, a big project, I start with a first draft and try not to focus too much on making it perfect. It's just a way to get a start or get some ideas out there.
1: Yeah. Let's face it. You know, paper is almost not a thing anymore, but why was it so important to get your first copy? So right. And you know, when olden times, because it wasn't a ton of paper, there wasn't a ton of ink there were, you had to get it right. Your resources We're typing on screens right now. Give yourself some leeway on that first draft. That's what editing is for. That's what your teams and other eyes are to look for. Everything doesn't fall there you know first drafts are huge the value of first drafts often super helpful in shaping your next steps when you go back you look at that first draft your brain kicks into a higher gear it sees new ways to reshape the ideas in your draft some of those subsequent drafts might be completely different than the first one and that's not just okay it's probably better than okay because the first draft inspired where the project's going don't worry about how that first draft looks you know how i I heard a musician say this allow yourself to suck right
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah you gotta be yeah
1: you have to take a chance and you you're not gonna nail everything first try it's great to do that but i have never met anyone who is bad at a thousand at everything for their whole life it just doesn't happen so it's not about getting it right or wrong you know, be creative, work on that draft. It's about getting your ideas down and giving yourself a positive push. And sometimes making mistakes is the most solid way to learn how to do things better.
0: Right. There you go. And and I think that's huge. And so it's definitely how I view a first draft and that's why they're important. And I like how uh, you remind us that uh, later drafts are going to look different than the first draft. Sometimes that's the whole point.
1: Yeah. Another thing we might want to discuss here is the little voice in our heads. That's always hitting us with negativity. Now I, I, we, a lot of people self-talk is it brings them down. I'm sure a lot of people listening to this know the voice talking about, you know, this has to be perfect. I have to get that promotion or I'm a failure. You're never going to get this done. If there's even a minor mistake in this draft, my career's over. If, th- if that's the case and you probably don't have a very good manager or boss, you might want that career to be over anyhow. Uh, you know, unless it is the last, <laughs> la- <laughs> quite honestly, if that's the last, if it is the one, if the final submitted draft, yeah, you should have it right. But early iterations of things should have wiggle room to improve.
0: Yeah. 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 And, uh, you know, you, you don't want to be, you don't want to be too negative or too perfect, uh, too hard on yourself. Uh, you know, you don't want that kind of Jiminy cricket, uh, on your shoulder saying negative things, right?
1: Right. Yeah. My wife and I, we tell our kids all the time, positive self-talk, those things that are in your head, make them as positive as possible. It keeps pushing you forward. And the kid's, absolutely notice a difference when, you know, like, Oh, I'm never going to get this done too. I, I, I can get this done. I've got the time to get this done. I've got the skills to get this done. You all of a sudden just have a different way to do that. Uh, you know, it's simply human nature to let our minds wander, uh, either, you know, to the, best or worst case scenarios. And sometimes once you take that turn down that worst case scenario road, man, it's a steep hill and it goes fast and you can get down that really quickly. But we can absolutely train ourselves to not fall for it. Believe in yourself. Perhaps more importantly than that, believe in the body of work you've already created. Whether you're working at your desk in the office or at your kitchen table, you have your job because you bring something valuable to your company. Don't forget that.
0: Yeah, and I I think that's huge. Uh, that's very true and good advice. I'm enjoying this topic. It's a nice change of pace from, you know, some of the heavier uh, financial and pandemic related topics we've touched upon yeah. in past shows. So what do you have for us next?
1: Okay, how about this one? Simply avoid calling yourself a procrastinator. It sounds easy, right? Maybe even a little too simple. Mm-hmm. And don't wait to do that. Simply avoid doing that now. I, I had to throw one more of those in there, Tony. Sorry. But here's the theory behind it. <laughs> if you call yourself a procrastinator, that's exactly what you become. You know, there's so many self-fulfilling prophecies that we have in our lives. I, I always equate it to this. I always tell my kids, you know, when you're when you're going to get that thing on stage, you're getting an award or something. There's so many people that say, you know, don't fall, don't fall, don't fall. What your mind hears is fall.
0: Yeah. yeah. They
1: say your mind doesn't True. pick up that That negative part, it's don't fall, don't fall. So you fall, right? So you trip in front of the auditorium and you're embarrassed, even though you're getting a great award. Well, instead, you know, make that mind, make that mental mind switch. Say, I'm staying on my feet. And that same thing, like, don't say, I'm not gonna procrastinate. Change that. I'm gonna get it done. Right. You don't have, don't call yourself a procrastinator. I'm never gonna, I never get anything done on time. Or I work on getting things done on time. Your mind hears that way better, and it, and it will lock onto that. If you're struggling to get motivated, don't shrug your shoulders and tell yourself that you're a procrastinator, that's just the way it is. Take that deep breath, come up with some of those lists of achievable steps, and you know if you think it, ink it, write it down and check it off. There's nothing better than when you feel like you have too much to go going on. Just writing down those things, all of a sudden your mind starts to settle. You see what's there, and as you get those steps done, check them off and man, brain will thank you for it. I promise.
0: Awesome. Some great advice. I mean, and I think, uh, what did you say? Mental mind switch. That sounds like a, a bad eighties metal band
1: <laughs> it album <really> title, does. <laughs> an
0: album title, mental mind switch. You said mental mind switch. And I thought, wasn't that a bad hair metal band album in the 80s? Anyway, <laughs> probably was. Uh, just kidding. But this is good advice. You know, don't beat yourself up, but yet stay focused. Uh, good messages today. We've got a little bit more. But before we continue, uh, let those listeners know what you have to offer. Uh, you can uh, you have a complimentary consultation. There's no cost, no obligation. Uh, they don't have to go it alone. Uh, you can give them not only advice on working from home, but getting their finances in order.
1: I think you just summed it up perfectly right there. That's right. That's everything I'd i want to let them know. I all the down. words out of your That's, mouth. I love it when you do that. 800-339-9252 is how you get in touch with us to take advantage of something like that, or visit us online at compass-ltd.com.
0: All right. Sounds good. Now let's keep things rolling. We've been talking about ways to avoid procrastination and work more efficiently, especially if, uh, you know, Uh, You're one of the many, many Americans working from home for the first time thanks to the coronavirus. Uh, What do you have for us in the final segment, Matt?
1: Well, it's one of the same things. A lot of this really goes hand in hand with goal setting, right? So one of the things you really should do when you've set some goals, you've created some good action steps, and, and you check those off and you achieve that goal, one of the most important things you can do for yourself at that point is reward yourself.
0: I'm just I'm just thinking about ways I could reward myself like a lar- <laughs> you, large pizza or you, you kind of took me off there I was imagining
1: you you drifted off like all those wonderful things you could do I was
0: drooling uh now write about those pizza.
1: down now write those down and start rewarding yourself when you achieve those goals working from home Tony
0: yeah yeah I mean a food reward might not be the best thing maybe uh, uh reward yourself by getting outside and taking a walk that might be even better right Yeah.
1: Listen, there's a lot of things we can do as human beings. We're designed to, you know, avoid discomfort. We either move, you know, away from pain or towards pleasure. You know, we, we're, we're designed to avoid that discomfort, seek enjoyment. That applies to work too. With that in mind, it may be really valuable to reward yourself after you've completed elements of a project or task. There's one piece of there's a Dairy Queen ice cream cake left in the freezer, right? <laughs> Has your name all over it. Uh, you know, instead of just, Don't you know, peeking it. over there and Don't procrastinating and getting it, tell yourself that the cake's yours after you completed step one of whatever you're working on. Why not take that tack for it instead of using it as your reason to not get that next thing done? Ah, You get that thing done and you'll feel better about one having it done. And you won't feel so bad about having the calories because it was something you earned and it was worthwhile.
0: Yeah, I love that Uh, because that's something I already do. Sometimes it is a food reward, but sometimes it's a quick break or a five-minute walk outside or, you know, something like that, you know listen to a tune, pick up the guitar, strum a tune. Right. Right, man. Yeah.
1: Yeah. That's one of the things I, 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 get done with something. I have a guitar right next to my desk. One of my favorite things to do when I get done with some action item or one of the goals I have for my day, my week, whatever, just pick up the guitar, play a song. Absolutely, it's something to do. Uh, you know, for some people, it's binge listening to The Financial Compass. They'll reward themselves by listening to seven yes. or eight shows in a row. <laughs>
0: seven or eight it's a financial, financial small, talk shows <laughs> in a it, row.
1: It's a very small subset of people. There's a lot more that might, you know, watch Cobra Kai or something on Netflix. But <laughs> there is a group that do listen to The Financial Compass in that very same way as a reward. Yeah. Now, <laughs> And speaking of, you know, which one of those things you should do, that kind of gets us to our next topic here, which is priorities. Clearly, the priority there would be the financial compass,
0: the financial compass, radio show (laughs) and podcast (laughs) (laughs) is what you need to listen to. And I mean, but somebody who listens to multiple financial talk shows over and over every day. uh, I don't know if I'd advise that that might be bad for your mental health. I I wouldn't know who would do something like that, though.
1: It's again, it's a very small <laughs> subset of the population. Uh,
0: but, you know, <laughs> explains next, a lot,
1: doesn't it? It really does, Tony. Yeah. It really, really does. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, the next thing, you know, it, again, do these things. I, I think it really can make a difference. It, the next thing I do want to talk about, again, the priorities, give yourself a little nudge in the right direction because you can just pick an item off your list and accomplish it. One task completed leads to another task completed, so forth, so on. No more procrastination. It's one of the reasons they say that in the military, that's what they make people do is make that bed perfectly first thing in the morning is you've achieved a very simple yet attainable goal. You've made that first action step. You did it, you did it right. And that sets the rest of your day up for that same kind of cascading effect. Here's a thing I'm faced with. I don't really want to do it. But I get it done. I got it done anyway, and I did it right. And so that next thing that comes that your way, you're more likely to get it done the same way.
0: Yeah, yeah. And it's like that timeless piece of wisdom out there: face your problems head on rather than running from them.
1: It's a great way of putting it, Tony. Call
0: on God, but row away from the rocks. There, there
1: you go. Yeah, <laughs> um, that Forbes articles we re- mentioned earlier also stresses the importance of go through your list, label things that are essential things that are non-essential. That way you better utilize your time by completing all those must-dos before you worry about the things that are a little less important. Having those priorities. And it's, you know, Warren Buffett actually, here's another one to remember. Warren Buffett said one of the most successful or one of the things most common and most successful people is saying no to things. So find those non-essential things and make some of them way less important and then look at them and say, which ones are the ones I can just say no to?
0: Right. Right. Uh, I think that's a great point. And I've always found it's good to focus on my projects that others are waiting on. Focus on those first.
1: Yeah. I think using the fact that other people are often relying on us to get our job done so that they can do their part of the job is a super great motivator. Unless, of course, you don't have a high opinion of that person. And, But no, I'm just <laughs> kidding. But no, it's a super great motivator. I don't think any one of us relish the idea of one of our colleagues having to stay late in the actual office or even their home office because we didn't come through in a timely manner. I don't, you know, talk about procrastination, somebody just sitting there having to wait for you. That's going to drive them nuts. That's not going to do any anything good for anyone blocking out noise. Another great tip from that article. Think about it. You've been working from home this the summer you've probably noticed plenty of noise lawnmowers weed whackers uh that jp guy is a great one about leaf blowers right now barking dogs <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> laughing yelling kids out in the sidewalk you know with these noises aren't a huge deal in the grand scheme of things but they can also throw off your concentration when you're trying to get some work done remember you have to fight against that you know desire to be the kid when you're sitting in school and those other kids are out on the playground and instead of listening to the teacher you're focused on what's going on out there you got to adult up and it's kind of easy to not do that when you're home all the time but you really have to take the step to do that
0: yeah yeah i love who you brought up jp sears he has some great Uh, he's so good he's so funny. he's painfully good he is (laughs) if you haven't heard of him you got to look up jp sears Uh, you know, and I thought that's gotta be a made up name. And then I looked at it and I go, yeah, he just took the names of two failed brick and mortar (laughs) retailers, (laughs) of and JCPenney and then Sears. I think he did that. (laughs) That's crazy. Anyway, uh, this has been a great show. We should probably wrap it up. I think you've covered a lot today, Matt. Is there anything else you want to add for our listeners out there before we go?
1: Listen, if there's, if you find yourself procrastinating at all, here's a simple thing you can do. Here's one thing you can do to take care of that. The next thing you can do is give us a call 800-339-9252 or visit us online at compass-ltd.com. If you find yourself just trying to figure out what the next step is, sometimes it can come from anywhere, but Hey, I've got a bunch more. Suggestions I can make on something like this. And sometimes a lot of people are just, there's so many other things going on in the back of their head. Getting your financial life in order helps get some of those things out of the way. Uh, If you need any help with that, our first sit down. There's no cost. There's no obligation to that initial consultation. It's complimentary. 800-339-9252 or compass-ltd.com.
0: All right. Sounds great. And that does it for today's episode of The Financial Compass with our host, Matthew Brunner. Thank you for listening to The Financial Compass. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound retirement plan. For more information, please contact Matthew Brunner at Comprehensive Planning Associates. Call 800-339-9252